Hi, how's it going? What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on your September 20th. Man, month's going by pretty quick. Gonna be October before you know it. So much goodness coming out in October. My, yeah, what is happening, everybody? It's the end of Monday. It's the end of Monday. What is going on? Who's out there? Talk to me. Got some people out here already. We got Mr. Nicotina, Andre. Good to see you, sir. Let's go. When did that phrase get out there? Everybody now says that. And, you know, if you watch sporting events, you see, you can see the mounting it like, oh, it's when, did that, when did that become a thing? Oh, don't, don't worry. We'll be talking about that, too. Davey, what? Fingers crossed for what? going on there, Mr. Uh, Patterson? Hello, darling. Welcome to Got Mr. Uh, Aaron Bailey here. Good to see you, sir. Uh, that's right. What's going on, Ryan? Nice to see you as well. Eric is here, too. People filing in right now. Started, huh, All right. Alakazu, how you doing? We've got Niner fan here, too. Looks like your Niners are doing uh, pretty decent. Sorry, I'm watching... I also have the game on right now, too. It looks like the Lions just scored right now, so that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be interesting. What's going on? Okay, let's see. Uh, Dune is releasing in four days, and we're uh, here in Morocco. I'm so hyped to get to see it in theaters. Finally, lucky. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how they're rolling it out. But hey, if if, if anything helps this movie box office wise, I'm all for it. You know, it's a, it's an interesting little rollout that they're doing with uh, Dune, but you know. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. I'm jealous. Definitely jealous of you, that's for sure. Because I, I am dying to see that. So. Uh, how you doing, Mr. Uh, Baker? Nice to see you. We got Steppenwolf here. Yeah, we got Steppy Steppenwolf. Good to see you, Snyder Steppenwolf. You're right. Yes. So, yeah, probably won't be like a huge crowd here, you know, as we slowly roll in tonight. Did he make it? Oh, yeah, he scored that touchdown. Yeah, my uh, fantasy team is not doing well at all. <laughs> Sadly, because uh, last week I was I dominated. Last week I dominated on my fantasy football, man. And this week, not so much. Even though Lamar Jackson, who was my starting quarterback, had an excellent game last night. That was a crazy game. Another crazy game on Sunday Night Football. And uh, yeah, man, uh, it just doesn't look like I'm going to win both of my leagues. I'm not going to win, so that's gonna that kind of sucks. What's going on there? JD, good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, sequels are garbage. Yeah, we'll talk about all that. I mean, that was pretty much the talk of uh, the timeline. I saw that. She was trending and everything. I was like, oh, man. All of a sudden, just the ex-wife comes out of nowhere. But the thing is, though, it's like, you know, eh, we'll talk about it. I actually ran a little poll on YouTube to see how everybody felt about the sequel series of Star Wars. So, of course, we'll be talking about that as well as Zack Snyder's Justice League home video sales, David Ayer posting some uh, random uh, Ayer cut stuff, and then, of course, uh, the box office report, since, you know, not really anything huge came out, you know, this past weekend, but 
Shang-Chi just seems to, uh, I mean, I, I, I was over here just going like, hey, September, why are you going to release like a big Marvel movie in September? What the hell's going on with that? That's just not like that. But apparently, you know, in this pandemic era that we're in, I guess it's, it's bode well for them. So I guess you could say that. So who knows? But I'm sure there'll be, uh, there'll be a lot of debates going on in the, uh, in the live chat. Of course, I got my my wine and my new uh, my new uh, glass that I have right here. My Monday wine, my Cabernet right here. So cheers, guys. Mm. I feel so fancy and sophisticated. What is this? I'm not drinking out of a drinking glass. I'm actually, drinking out of a proper glass for one. So there you go. It's pretty awesome stuff. So see, people like Last Jedi. That's good. It's good, Jacob. Glad you did. I've always said that I've I've always expressed how much I like that movie. I like that sequel, and it was different. And I could see what Ryan Johnson was going for. Did I like everything about it? No. But we'll talk about all that. We'll definitely talk about all of that. So um, turn that off. Turn that off. So we'll go ahead and do that. Hopefully, you guys are having a good day. I'm having a pretty decent day, I guess you could say. Um, oops, I didn't turn off the chat. Where the hell did I turn off that chat? Yeah. Uh, I had a pretty decent day myself, you know, when it came to work. Still, this project I'm working on, it seems like we're finally breaking through and getting some really right stuff. So, I tell you what, I tell you what, the stress, frustration, it definitely has an effect because if you notice, boop, 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 all of a sudden there's like a, you know, another nose is starting to grow on top of my nose right here that uh, is slowly going away. But yeah, it's just like, up oh, that's stress right there because, you know, I'm an adult. I don't get really pimples anymore. And all of a sudden, just one just happened to just show up right, right there. So, Bozo the Clown, totally happening on my face right now. Jeez. I know. Can it squeak? Can it squeak? I know. And then, then of course, I go to a barbecue over the, over the weekend, you know, with friends I haven't seen in forever. It's like, hey, what's up, guys? You know, it's just what happens. Stress, frustrations, it's just what happens. But, you know. Uh, it's pretty funny, but yeah, we'll talk about that too. But, uh, anyways, but yeah, so, but yeah, the day was pretty much fine. Um, weekend was good. Like I said, went to a barbecue. Haven't seen these friends in like two years. Uh, one of my friends, uh, if you guys remember about, I don't know, a month, two months ago when I had a buddy of mine who, uh, made a disc golf shoe. I don't know if you guys remember that. He was doing a little startup, a GoFundMe to start up his business to create this shoe, to mass produce a shoe for disc golf and uh, golf. And, uh, and yeah, he, uh, he ended up, man, he ended up doubling what he was asking for. It's crazy. So he was actually hosting the barbecue. I hadn't seen him in a bit. So that was pretty cool right there. So yeah. Yeah. Are we talking about Trudeau? Didn't Trudeau get blackfaced again? (laughs) How many times has that guy done blackface? And how many times do people just, you know, they just turn, they just turn and be like, Oh, I don't, I don't see anything. Oh, man. If you can't spot the BS and everything, I swear to God, I t- that guy, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's been so many times that he's been uh, busted for blackface and yeah, he just gets a little little slap on the wrist and then he's just going to win anyways. You know, it doesn't matter. They, they totally I, I just don't understand how like it gets ignored over here on one side doesn't get it. It's all pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, political leader, you know, caught in blackface, I don't know how many times. And he just gets a pass every single time. It's interesting. It's always interesting. You just smell the bullshit. Smell the BS when it comes to all this, man, I tell you. Who knows? But, hey, whatever. You know, that, that's Canada. That's Canada. 
right here. I was hoping that we got rid of the guy that's running this state, but that didn't happen either. Waste of taxpayer money, waste of a bunch of money. That's usually what it is right there. But what can you do, guys? What can you do? It's just funny when you see all this stuff happening, you watch and all. I just go like, man, there are just two different, there's like two different kinds of people watching two different movies when it comes to a lot of this stuff. And I just, I, I don't understand it. Don't understand it sometimes, but you know, maybe I'm not supposed to understand it. All right, guys, let's uh, let's go uh, look at see what happened in the Twitter sphere, in the Twitter world. So uh, let's go to the yes. tweets. Oh, oh, oh! Wait a minute, did I just hold on? Yeah, okay, there. Up, up. Get rid of that. All right, there we go. Sorry, I had something else on right there. If you heard it, you probably did hear it. Anyways, what's going on in the Twitter world today and over the weekend? Of course, we'll be talking about that today. And yes, uh, I saw you, Jose, talk about this right now, too. What's going on, James, James? But uh, yeah, David Ayer. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is kind of one of those, like, I just retweeted it. And I was kind of going like, all right, let's see how the fandom responds to this. Because uh, this... Eric Weber, who works for EW, shocked Warner's let me on the lot after yesterday's Dune tweet. Keep it on the download, though. So he t tweeted that out, and uh, David Ayer goes, they're actually really cool people. Yeah. David Ayer said that, and then he went off and said, when somebody said, David, you're you're, you just hurt thousands of fans. And then he said, it's my truth. It's also my home studio. So that's going to be a little interesting to see the, a full response to that. But yeah, I know. We all know that Warner Brothers, I mean, he's just, you know, he's playing nice. Ayer's playing nice. He's a nice guy. Okay. Uh, you know, I think he's, you know, he's a little worried about, you know, that is, his, it's true. It is his home studio. So he doesn't want to full on like go after him. He's not, you know, fully going after you know what they did with the movie but he's still not holding back when it comes to that but he's playing nice as you can see he's playing a little bit of nice his air on coke i don't think uh coke brings that out of him but um you know but i think he's uh i think he's fine you know he's just playing nice you know, I'm sure he's got some stories. Don't worry when it comes to the studio. But you guys got to realize too that people that you know different people or if, you know, fluctuate throughout studios. So maybe he's talking about certain people he had a good relationship with. Of course, some of the main guys that are still there, Kirby. See, I don't think he really, he didn't even really, he didn't deal with uh, with Hamada. So he didn't deal with Hamada, but he definitely dealt with Jeff Jones. So, yeah. So there's all that in, in everything. So, and uh, hey, Kat Dennings looking, I mean, goofy and hot at the same time. Good for her. She posted this, and I just thought, dang, you know, I might find her character annoying when it comes to the MCU, but she is uh, voluptuous. Yeah, she's still very pretty. And, yeah, both uh, a cute and uh, sexy um, image right there of her. So pretty good stuff. So, yep, turn on that desktop. All right, so this was pretty funny. I don't know. It's just random. <laughs> Tom Hardy. Doing, uh, you know, I think this was for comic book. I think this is for uh, Brandon Davis, but it's just kind of funny, his face right here. As the saying goes, we caught you in 4K. I want to know what... Uh, what, the, <laughs> like, what What is that? What is that saying? I caught you in 4K. Tom Hardy apparently has no idea what that is, and he his face just said it all. It's just kind of funny. As the saying goes, we caught you in 4K. I want to know what, uh, what the... <laughs> Oh, you got to love Tom Hardy. Got to love Tom Hardy. 
And yes, guys, look at this. Got some new shirts in the film junkie closet down below. We got the Batman the Fanimated shirt. There's me trying to pose, I guess, making a stupid face. But yes, you can get a Batman the Fanimated shirt down in the film junkie down uh, film junkie closet down below, right there, if you want, if you so please, patrons and you members out there. Um, you can hold off. Well, patrons, I posted on Patreon. Yeah, I gave you a little. Uh, I gave you a little code to use to get yourself a little uh, a, a discount. And members, you can get a discount too. And there's also a Vodka Stream shirt, new Vodka Stream shirt too. Yeah, as you can see, I take the the best the best of pictures. Obviously, obviously, Sal. So there you go. Vodka Stream and Batman the Fanimated T-shirts are now in there. So go check it out if you if you so please. They're the Tri Blend shirts. I went for quality. I was like, you know what? I'm just going for quality on these ones. I love the Tri-Blend. They're so great and awesome. So, yeah. But like I said, members, I'll post it. I'll post it after. Uh, I'll give you a special code for members. But, yeah, you patrons, if you, uh, if you, any, and it's, and it's for everything, too. Anything in the closet you want, there's a, I'll give you a little promo code for both. So, since you guys are, you know, helping out the channel just a little bit more, so, I thought, why not give you a code just in case you want to get everything in there uh, in the film junkie closet. So, hey, check this out. Um, all right. So right here we have Frank Miller. Uh, we got Frank Miller uh, talking about Zack Snyder. Well, talking about the inspiration that he's seen when it comes to when it comes to his Dark Knight Returns Batman. That's right. And uh, I actually meant to pull this up, and I'll, I'll, I'll go find it in a little bit here because, I, yeah, I definitely want to see it. I, I want to see that there's, there's more of this right here. But Frank Miller thinks it's, a, it's great that his inspiration for Zack Snyder's DCU, and this is what he had to say right here, he said, my first, uh, at first my reaction was to be territorial, and now I've kind of sat back, and with a much deeper breath uh, and longer view, I can... I, all I could say is this is great. So there you go. I actually want to find that. Let me find that. I know I meant to open up that. So pardon me, guys. But yeah, there it is, right there. I wanted to actually see the full-on article. See if there was any, uh, make sure there was any more. So yeah, right here. So when he talks about the begin? inspiration, really, you're gonna play that ad that line. I really gotta say that. A few years I've gone by uh, since all this started, okay? And at first, my reaction was to be very uh, territorial and all of that. And now, I've kind of sat back when with a much deeper breath and longer view on the whole thing. And all I could say is that this is great. So he's talking about this. This was on the Beard and the, uh, the, Beard and the, Bold, the Beard and the Bald Movie Podcast. That's Mr. Uh, Mr. Sherry right there, right? And then he added, I mean... I came in and I came up with my idea for The Dark Knight Returns and basically was the big splash I made, which started my whole career going. And since then, I've seen the two fields collaborate back and forth. I benefited greatly from The Dark Knight Returns and so have they and I continue to. And it can only be looked at as a healthy relationship. So... Uh, and then he kept on going, he says, and then the podcast... Uh, I think it would be uh, its own thing. Snyder told you. Oh, yeah, that's right. See, that's another thing, too, man. Um, and that's pretty cool. I mean, he didn't directly go like, oh, yeah, Zack Snyder, man. Awesome. But he just was like, cool. That's cool that they're doing that. They're finding inspiration. It'd be cool if he actually like actually went, hey, 
you know, what Zack Snyder did was fucking awesome. And the fact that, that that was the inspiration, cool. Like, I wonder what he thought about that ending scene. The You know, when they were showing all the heroes at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League, and you see him on the fucking, on the tank, on the tank, on the war machine. I wonder what he, I wonder what his opinion on that actually is. And, uh, you know, and what is, you know... So that's good. It's just always good when you you know you hear when when you hear the the source material the, the the person who created that who actually changed Batman forever. Obviously, when it came to Dark Knight Returns, that was when it took that was when Batman needed that that nice little just I don't know steer away from the campiness and go right into the darkness, man. And and of course um, that's what we could thank Frank Miller for. But I love the fact that he was like, oh yeah, that's cool that they're doing this and doing that. And uh, even though, and I'm sure he appreciates everything that Zack Snyder's doing. Just don't ask Alan Moore about anything uh, Zack Snyder. That's right. Just leave, you know, Alan Moore, you know, yeah. As much as we respect him as, as a writer, you know, don't ask him the question because you might get a totally different answer. I'm just saying, just saying, but we still love the guy, right? Anyways, Frank Miller, you're awesome. We love you. We love you. And then speaking of Zack Snyder, um, look at this right here. Somebody posted this, of course, with uh, what's her name right here? Mr. Regarra. She, uh, somebody asked her, you know, working with Zack Snyder. Of course, everybody always says when working with Zack Snyder, they always have the greatest time. And then she posted this image right here. And I'm sorry, as much as I know, we're not supposed to focus. We're supposed to focus on these two. I can't stop looking at Samantha Wynn's fucking abs, man. Look at those things. Look at her abs. She's just bulging out of there right there, man. Just fit as hell. Just saying. Man. Pretty good. That's why I can't stop looking at when I was uh, looking at that image right there. I mean, Jesus. She's just rocking that six-pack. Gotta stay fit. Gotta stay fit. She got in tip-top shape, man. Tip-top shape. Toe for grace. Look at this. So he's having a little fun when it comes to, you know, obviously Venom's coming out in a couple of weeks, which, you know, tickets are on sale if you haven't gotten yours yet. But uh, somebody actually, in, I don't know where this was, some social media asked him, are you in the new Spider-Man movie? And this is what Topher Grace had to say. He said, please keep it between us. But yes, I am in it. The plot starts with Peter Parker, Tom Holland, bummed that everyone knows his identity. And then some crazy shit happens with Doctor Strange and Doctor Octopus, Alfred Molina, comes into his and Dr. Octopus comes into his, uh, his dimension. Then Electro and then Green Goblin hop out of one of those energy circles. And they're like, it's spider stomping time. Then Tom Hardy and I pop out and battle each other. And I win, obviously. It's like not even a fight. I just kick his ass immediately. Not to give too much away, but there's, there are also some actors from the original 70s Spider-Man show that... Aquaman, Bat Batman, Affleck, not Keaton, crossover. And thanks to Disney, Han Solo's ghost from Rise of Skywalker and the Eve robot from Wally. -E. Again, please keep this between us. So there you go. You gotta love that. Toe for Grace. Having a little fun with a fan. Yes, you know, I, I mean, I think we could pretty much guarantee that his venom will not show up ever anywhere. But then again, who knows? Because, I mean, we are getting Toby's 
characters. So naturally, I mean, maybe they, they would think about doing that. But I, I think they would I think they're going to concentrate on getting Tom Hardy's Venom into the Spidey world, you, you know, next. And that's pretty much what they've been talking about is like, yeah, we're going to get uh, eventually Venom and Spider-Man are going to meet. But it's just kind of funny, though, because I don't know if I, I think I retweeted the article, but even Tom Hardy said, oh, yeah, eventually that's going to happen. But there's so much in the Venom verse that we have to get to first. I'm like, OK, understandable. But uh, to me, I don't think I think the studios are like they're all about it for the next movie. And we only have th- after this movie, we're only going to have three about what? Like three hours and 20 minutes of Venom verse stuff by itself. And I'm just kind of going, ah, all right, well, I mean. It works. It's fine. But anyways, this whole thing about Topher having fun. Good for him. That's fine. I wonder if he showers like uh, like uh, Ashton Kutcher doesn't. Anyways, good for him. And then, yeah, see, and then this is uh, speaking of that right here, just to add to it. Um, this is uh, this is what he had to say right here, Tom uh, Hardy. I don't know if you can see this right now, ah. but uh, as the saying goes, we caught you in 4K. I want to know what uh, that was what these, what <laughs> these kind of right Venom again. Spider-Man Do you see what that is? That is like that is like little spidey legs hanging outside uh-huh. the mouth of Venom, doesn't it? <laughs> That's wish fulfillment. That <laughs> has, has that conversation gone anywhere? Because also we have the Daily Bugle logo that Andy chose to incorporate here from the original <clears throat> Raimi trilogy. I'd love to hear if any of that Spider-Man stuff has gotten into your minds at all. Of course, it's in our minds all the time. Look at the photo. <laughs> <laughs> those, those little spidey legs hanging out of the teeth of Venom. It's really, it's really specific. I think you can't do a Venom story without knowing Spider-Man's in the mix. Yeah. He's somewhere. But we all know that this is there's a big constellation of events, you know, that need to need to move and operate around. But it's always in the back of our minds, you know. When do I get to eat the Spider-Man? Fun <laughs> if you can see so this. There right you now. go. That's him talking about that. It's like, yeah, the obvious question. Of course, it's gonna lead to there. It's gonna lead to there, guys. Definitely gonna lead to there. So good on him. And uh, but yeah, I like the fact that Topher was having some fun right there. So Venom, two weeks, guys. I'm kind of excited about it, but you know, I think it's you know, it should be fine. It should be fine. Anyways, hopefully, you guys checked out the video. I think we all kind of uh, collectively went, is it Red Death that's going to be the villain? That's, that's what the main the topic of the video is, is is Red Death the villain in uh, the Flash movie? So there you go. Make sure you guys checked out that video. There was a new, uh, new trailer for Halloween Kills that came out, which was pretty cool because it actually showed like the returning characters from the original Halloween that are going to be in this movie. They did like a side-by-side kind of thing, which was kind of cool. Yeah, right here. They did like a side-by-side right ago, here. The boogeyman came for the us. Boogeyman came for, we see the right there. There's the her, her, and then him. So that's kind of cool that they're bringing back other characters also from the original Halloween movie. So going to be good stuff coming out soon. Vincent D'Onofrio is just, you know, he's, he's just having fun as well when it comes to all this. So uh, somebody tweeted at him, like this if you're in Hawkeye, but you can't tell us. And he did like it. He did like that tweet. So Vincent D'Onofrio really wants to come back as Kingpin. And I think everybody objectively wants him to because he was awesome at that character. So hopefully that's going to be the case. I guess time will tell. And of course, there was the Batman Day stuff, which talked about in this video right here. Um, Zack Snyder, of course, doing his best casual Batman impression. I love it. I love it. I always knew he loved that character. I always knew. Always did. 
And speaking of Venom, or speaking of Spider-Man 3, here's that costume right there. Look at that, the Venom. Jesus Christ, that fucking mouth is creepy, man. That mouth is creepy. It's a pretty, it's a good costume. It's a good costume, this one at least. And, uh, you know, it's not bad. That mouth is very creepy, but the story sucked. The story sucked. And, of course, we'll be talking about that. Hey, some more deleted scenes from, uh, from uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Right here where, you know where Peter was about to go buck wild and kill Harry because he, well, essentially, you know, killed Gwen. So, yeah, just more stuff. You know, we were definitely robbed of a, of a much better movie, even though, you know, there's still good parts about Amazing Spider-Man 2, but, man, some of it, man, some of it's a little rough to get through. It's a little rough to get through. And look at this, young Matt Reeves right there. Look at that hair. Ah, man, he looks like he was a lead singer or maybe it was a lead guitarist of a fucking grunge grunge rock band in Seattle right there, man. You got the, yeah, totally just looks that type. So a young Matt Reeves right there. And then, of course, we had some posters, some new posters when it comes to uh, Venom. They're not that great. <laughs> they're all right. But, uh, yeah, we got some posters. But, yeah, I mean, they're, they're all right. But, I don't know. It's just kind of like, eh, all right, cool, interesting. Why does she... I mean, is she come, apparently Michelle Williams is going to be Lady Venom again. Is that what's happening? She's going to be Venom for a little bit again. They, I mean, she gets her own poster, and look at the silhouette right there is uh, Lady Venom, you know, or whatever the hell. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It, it seems like she, they don't really need her for the plot. Uh, but, hey, what can he do? What can he do? Pass all that. We got all that. And, yeah, like I said, I have a feeling that... Uh, the Funko Pop for for Red Death, as well as the McFarland figure, that's going to be uh, something that's going to be pretty popular. If it is the case, if it yes, in fact, he is the villain in the Flash movie, which hey, could be, very well could be, some gray ghostness. Yeah, this is awesome right here. <laughs> if you de-age Ben Affleck, that's that's year one Snyder Batman right there, huh? Look at that, fucking handsome devil. That's yeah, he's too good looking. It's too good looking. We need to scruff him up a little bit. I don't know. I mean, that chin looks great, but man, somebody did a fantastic job at DH and Affleck right here. Holy shit. That is just perfect. Man, if they could do like an entire movie, whoo. I know there was always that thought if like he ever like had to make his movie and they did any kind of flashbacking, they'd have to do like some de aging, but that's pretty fucking solid right there. It's just a lot harder to do when it's actual uh, movies, you know? So hopefully you guys checked all that out. It's pretty good. <clears throat> Joey, it looks like Mitch Hetberg. <laughs> oh, you're talking about uh, you're talking about Reeves. Yeah, Reeves do- did look. <laughs> yeah, say some obvious joke. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Oh uh, yeah, this is pretty good right here because. Dun, 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 dun. Is that what heaven sounds like? It's pretty cool. Somebody put that with uh. <laughs> with Tom, Tom dying and Tom and Jerry, Tom died a lot, didn't he? In that cartoon. Hey, Anya Taylor Joy Emmys. Anybody care about the Emmys? No, but hey, Anya Taylor Joy. She's beautiful, so why not? I'll look at that. But I don't think anybody really cared about the Emmys. Nobody cares about award shows anymore, right? So, and then uh, Fear Jason. Look at that. He put uh, Snyder's head. <laughs> There you go. There's your Thomas Wayne Batman right there. There's your Flashpoint Batman right there. 
Got the beard and everything. It's good. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. We'll talk about the uh, the box office and what's going on with Dune, which is already starting off pretty well. And then, yeah, of course, there was all this stuff. And uh, yeah, James Wan listening to his wife. Yeah, uh, if you guys watched Malignant, like the cute like forensic girl who was in there, that's James Wan's wife. And uh, apparently she came up with the idea because she's in that field of um, when it came to the, the, the plot twist and Malignant. So we could thank her for that awesomeness because I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then, of course, Batman Day, Zack Snyder talking about, you know, it's a great day to go pick up a copy of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which we'll talk about those numbers, which finally got some kind of numbers. We got we got first look at McFarland uh, three Jokers line right here, which is pretty cool. I mean, regardless how you feel about how you feel about the uh, the actual series, still pretty uh pretty good uh McFarland toys right there. And then of course the Batman Beyond toy, man, just good stuff. So yep, that's pretty much it, guys. So yep, back at all right. So there were the tweets right there. That's what was happening over the weekend. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you loved uh, Malignant there. Um, Jacob, I, th- I think everybody, you know, if you, if you appreciate old, the, uh, an homage to old seventies and eighties horror, you know, you're a little bit Argento, you got some Sam Raimi in there, you know, but then you got some James Wan isms. I mean, it's, it's all just, it's all just great, but we could thank James Wan's wife with helping him out with that. So that's good. That's good. All right. First topic. All right. Marsha Lucas. Well, this was the talk of the timeline today because you know how it is. You know how it is. We ever since that, ever since Disney decided to buy up Lucasfilm and um, release the Star Wars movie, yeah, it's not. It hasn't been. Hasn't felt the same. Um, hasn't really felt the same. I think when it comes to me and it comes to some other people, you know, some people that um, that frequent the vodka stream. I think uh, Rogue One, when it comes to Disney Star Wars films, probably the best one. Yes, it is the best one. Yes, objectively. Just kidding. No, it's subjective. Of course not. Whatever you feel, that's fine. I do like Force Awakens. I do like Last Jedi. Rise of Skywalker was a fucking mess. Some cool sh- scenes in there? Yes, absolutely. But let's face it. Seems like when it comes to the movies, they just don't know exactly what to, to go for. It's like, yeah, nostalgia. It's like JJ came in and said, hey, Nostalgia, set up new characters. Cool. Then you guys go. They didn't know what the fuck to do. I mean, we can all kind of collectively agree that they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do when it came to what J.J. set up. Because I think J.J. actually did a good job of setting it up, balance out some nostalgia. I've said it before. Nostalgia as well as like, all right, but here are the new characters. But at the same time, too, it's like, all right, you have Ray, but she's a little too much like how Luke was, you know, a little, maybe not as much, but it's just, I don't know. There's just more they could have did with it. And they definitely missed an opportunity by making Finn a Jedi. And I think we, I think JJ was really trying to establish that Finn had, he had force abilities. I think, I think he was trying to set that up. I caught that right at the beginning when he was still a stormtrooper at the beginning with Kylo Ren and he started offing off that whole village and everything. And then when he looked at him and they looked at each other, I was like going, okay, Finn, he's force sensitive. It's gotta be, he's gotta be, but no, they decided to be like, nope, instead you're going to team up with this other character that we created and you're going to go into this casino world and you're going to have a fucking like Harry Potter adventure. You're going to ride like this crazy, like majestic looking horse and everything. It's going to be awesome. No, 
It was not awesome. Totally just shit on the character. It would have been better. It, it, to be honest, it would have been better than Ray's origin because, well, they changed Ray's origin because they freaked out and then they flipped it around and they didn't know what the fuck to do with her. But Finn's origin, the fact that he was once a, star, a stormtrooper and to, to leave that and then find out that he's a Jedi, that was that's just better than what they were establishing with Ray. to be honest, I think. That's just me. That's me right there because I'm like, you missed a perfect opportunity just to take that story of a stormtrooper becoming a Jedi. I thought that, I, I was hoping that's what they were going for, and they ended up not going for that. So that's just my little spiel. That's my little rant when it comes to, uh, you know, obviously the, uh, the, uh, the new Star Wars when it comes to that. So let's look and see what uh, Marsha had to say. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Um, uh let's see do i have it up here yes i do all right so let's look at the this is from like she had like a little oh, let me turn off the bat sound <laughs> i'm going to the tweets again all right so this is uh right here marshall lewis uh Mar lewis lucas she had to say right here this was on this show right here uh a producer's life so this is the uh the quote right here i like kathleen a uh, kathleen kathleen geez I almost said Catherine. I like Kathleen. I always liked her, says Marsha Lu uh, Lucas. She was, full of, uh, she was full of beans. She was really smart and really bright, really wonderful woman, and I liked her husband, Frank. I liked him a lot. Now that, now that she's running a Lucasfilm and making movies, it seems to me that Kathy Kennedy and J.J. Abrams don't have a clue about Star Wars. They don't get it. And J.J. Abrams is writing these stories. When I saw the movie where they kill Han Solo, I was furious. I was furious when they killed Han Solo. Absolutely. Positively, there was no rhyme or reason to it. I thought you don't get, I thought you don't get the Jedi story. You don't get the magic of Star Wars. You're getting rid of Han Solo. And then at the end of this one, of this last one, the Last Jedi, they have uh, the Last Jedi. They have Luke <laughs> disintegrate. Yeah, just kind of just. Yeah. They killed Han Solo. They killed Luke Skywalker, and they don't have Princess Leia anymore. And they and they're spitting out movies every year. And they think it's important to appeal to a woman's audience. So now their main character is this female who's supposed to have Jedi powers, but we don't know how she got. Jedi powers or who she is. It sucks. The storylines are terrible, just terrible, awful. You can quote me. J.J. Abrams, Kathy Kennedy, talk to me. Ouch! So yeah, throwing some shade. Throwing some absolute shade right there. And if you guys, if you guys didn't know, Marsha Lewis, you know, or Lewis, I keep on saying Lewis. I don't know why. Lucas, Marsha Lucas, of course, is the ex-wife of George Lucas, and she edited the first trilogy. She was his editor for the first and won an Academy Award too, by the way, for uh, editing New Hope. So you know, so she's very much was into that Star Wars world. But you know what? That's not the only thing, though. I mean, she has even right here. This is another article right here from Mr. Paul Shirey right here. Um, he said, "Yeah, original Star Wars editor, which is Marsha, uh, cried after Phantom Menace. She didn't like the prequels either. I mean, let's." It's not just the sequels. She didn't like the prequels either. <laughs> I think she just liked the initial one and understood it. And then 
I mean, I, I think that's when they part, parted ways. I think I've heard, we've heard this story before. I think we've even discussed it on the Vodka stream where it's like, yeah, she wasn't too partial to the prequels either. She even said it right here that she like literally like went out and cried after she saw it right here. So it's not even that. See, George is in his heart and soul, a good guy and a talented filmmaker. I wish he would have kept directing or other kinds of movies. Yeah. I always wondered about that. Why did George Lucas just not direct anything else? I never understood that because he wasn't a bad director. If you look at the other things he did, THX, uh, American Graffiti, he was a good director, but he wasn't the best of writers, sure. He didn't know how to write dialogue, even Han, uh, Han Solo, even though uh, Harrison Ford, you know, Harrison Ford has said that before, how he approached George during the first during New Hope, and he said, yeah, you can write this shit, but you can't say it. And it's true. The dialogue, horrendous. He's not the best of writers. But I always wondered why he never directed anything else. It's crazy. I never understood that. He just kind of went, eh, I just built an empire, and that's all I needed to do. But when I went to see episode one, I had a friend who worked at ILM who took me as a guest to a preview. I remember going out to the parking lot, sitting in my car, and crying. I cried. <laughs> yeah, because uh, she didn't like that either. She wasn't a fan of the prequels either, which, which is what's kind of funny, you know. I, I guess she's just not a fan when George Lucas is in full or when he's in full control and then when he's not in control at all. I don't know. I guess there should be like a, a good balance right there. Maybe that's why the original trilogy is always it's a good balance because it's like the first one is 100 percent George Lucas. And then he passed it off to different two different filmmakers, some different writers, Lawrence Kasdan and whatever the hell. And, you know, those are. I mean, let's face it, Empire is the best one, and I always j joke and say, like, well, that's because George Lucas didn't write or direct it. <laughs> like, but I still wish he would have made more movies. I, I, I never understood why he never made more movies. It's always very interesting to me. So, But, um, yeah, but so that was all, that was coming around. That, that was flying around on the timeline and social media and everything like that. So it was kind of interesting, but at the same time, it's like, yeah. And somebody said it at the beginning here in the chat, it's like, yeah, she's also slammed the prequel movies. It seems like nobody's been a fan since she has just been a fan of these movies since the original trilogy, but she does make a valid point that they don't really know what the hell was going on. And like I said, when it came to the race story in the sequel, in the sequel story, it's just like, yeah, it would have been better if it was Finn. That was actually the Jedi, to be honest, or they, if they both could have been Jedis. Yeah, that would have been great. But you know, the fact that they just kind of went, oh, no, she's going to be, uh, and then they brought back uh, Palpatine, and it's just like, come on, man. It, 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 I, to be honest, Rise of Skywalker, I've only watched it one other time since it came out. The other ones I've watched a few times. Force Awakens, when it comes to the new one, that's, that's my favorite one because, I, like I said, I thought J.J. did a good balance of nostalgia and introducing some more stuff, but at the same time, I'm just kind of going, I really like the balls of Ryan Johnson to try to just like take it a different direction. And, uh, but then there's some stuff I didn't really like. The Leia thing was kind of weird in space, but at the same time I was like, eh, but it's something different. I didn't see that coming. But then when it came to Rise of Skywalker, it was just like nonstop, nonstop. It's just, they, it's just, I, I, I always say the opening of Rise of Skywalker, when they were doing that whole like, uh, lights speed skipping i'm like that was like 
That was the theme of the movie, was just like, get to the next scene, get to the next scene, get to the next scene. They were trying to cram so much into that movie and trying to finish it off, and it seemed like they were scrambling. Yes, there are some cool things that happened in the movie, sure, but she does make a valid point of, like, why the hell were they just killing everybody off right right, right away? But at the same time, you got to remember, too, though, that Harrison Ford, you know, he, he, wanted to, he wanted to get killed off in Return of the Jedi. Remember that. Harrison Ford didn't want to... He was over with the whole Han Solo thing. So I think the only way that they were able to get him back as Han Solo in this one is if they killed him off. But then again, they bring him back again in a flashback in Rise of Skywalker. I mean, they could have done so much. And like, same thing with uh, Kylo Ren with Ben Ben Solo. They should have had Ben Solo, or they should have had him go from Kylo Ren back to Ben Solo where he was good, like we saw at the end of Rise of Skywalker. That should have happened at the end of last of last jedi to be honest and we could have had a whole movie on a ben solo going okay i'm good now sorry i was a dick i don't know what the hell but now i'm good and we could have just had like a whole movie that would have been cool to have like a whole movie have a cliffhanger or something i don't know because when he finally went good and he was taking out the the knights of ren and all that stuff i thought that was great i loved it when he when he got the lightsaber and then he did that whole you know I thought, okay, that would have been cool to have a cross of, you have a Jedi, but also a Han, he's a Solo. So you have Han Solo and a Skywalker mixed together. That would have been cool too. Can you imagine that? Lightsaber and a blaster. I mean, you're, you're taking two lovable, you're taking two iconic characters, Skywalker, Solo, and now you have a character that's both of them. I mean, that would have been pretty damn cool too. So who knows, man, who knows? Yeah, that's right. The JJ cut. Is that even a thing? Who knows, man? Who knows? They just they cheesed it up. They cheesed it up. They cheesed it up. But it's okay, guys. You know who's going to save Star Wars without actually saving Star Wars? Zack Snyder. That's right. Zack Snyder with his Star Wars pitch. I love the fact that Zack's pitch didn't get taken up because now for the past, what, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years, he's been now taking his Star Wars idea and then building his own world with it. You know, of course, there's going to be people that are going to be like, he ripped off Star Wars. We're going to get a lot of that when that when Rebel Moon comes out. Of course, a lot of people are going to say that. But at the same time, it's going to be fucking cool. We're going to get no holds bar. Zack Snyder, Star Wars. okay? because there's no way that Disney would let him do the shit that he probably wants to do. I wonder if it's going to be rated R. That'd be sweet. So, we'll see. We'll see. And speaking of Zack Snyder, domination. That's right. Home video domination for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, these are numbers that came out a few days ago, so they're not fully current. You know, they could, uh, they'll definitely be uh, probably even more. I mean, you know, when we, I, I showed you my picture, I did my video about it. A lot of people are showing those empty shelves now. You know, it wasn't like entirely everywhere, which I explained in my video that, yeah, not everywhere had like an empty shelf, but mainly there were there was a lot of empty spots for Zack Snyder's. People are just craving a lot of home video because obviously we're in a pandemic. It does make sense, but still. Yeah, second Warner Brothers. That, that's what I'm talking about. Ah, uh, that's what I'm talking about. But yeah, here's the article right here that kind of explains this, that, uh, yeah, you knew that Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers wasn't, they were not going to be able to uh, hide from these numbers. That's what I kept saying. 
They're not going to be able to hide from these numbers because it's a whole different thing. This is not just like Samba TV, like taking on, like seeing what's happening when it comes to streaming on a smart TV. You know, it's not that. It's not that. This is actual DVD sales. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that everybody's, you know, getting their, their physical copies and stuff. I know there was like for a minute there, there was like a conspiracy that people, when they bought it at Target, that didn't have the title. I was like going, OK, guys, don't get too crazy with it, please. Let's not get too like uh, conspiracy theory out there, because I saw some people going like, they don't even say the name on the receipt. I'm like, that's common practice when it comes to her. Easy there. Yeah. I, you know, I was just kind of going, all right, guys, it's not. Let's not get all Alex Jones on that shit. But, uh, yeah, Media Play News reported this uh, over the weekend. Zack Snyder's Justice League dominates disc sales by a 5-to-1 margin. Zack Snyder's Justice League easily took the top spot on both the MPD video scan first alert chart, which tracks combined DVD and Blu-ray disc units, and the dedicated Blu-ray disc sales chart the week ended September 11th. So, yeah, we're this is like, you know right there so and open up this all right so easily took blah 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 the four-hour uh, director's cut of the 2017 uh, superhero team up justice league distributed by yeah blah 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 five to one margin snyder's re-edit and extended version of the dc comics adaptation which he couldn't finish in 2017 serves as a sequel yes we know that blu-ray disc formats accounted for 75 percent of Zack snyder's justice league first week unit sales and 38% of the total tally coming specifically from 4k ultra HD Blu-ray, meaning 37% was regular Blu-ray and 25% was DVD, a trilogy collection, which is what I want to get of all three of Snyder's DC films was number 14 on the Blu-ray disc chart. The previous week's top overall disc seller, Warner's The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, dropped to number two on the overall all overall chart. The third Conjuring movie has was down one spot on Blu-ray disc chart to number four. Lionsgate Hit, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard was number three overall disc seller and number two Blu-ray. So we got all that and, you know, we got all that. But domination, guys, domination cannot hide from those numbers and you know that toby does not like to see any of that but it's okay yeah suck it warner brothers that's all you got to say right about that suck it warner brothers it's like yeah you weren't going to be able to hide from this i mean the fact that we have you know when it came to hbo max we're never going to get fully those numbers uh you know we've seen different numbers and a lot of people a lot of people use it to either it's funny when when it comes to the debate about numbers and and zach snyder's justice league i mean so many people wanted to use certain numbers just the samba tv numbers which again only look at smart tvs and you know it came in like third or something like that behind wonder woman 84 it's just like, well, that's when you know the context, when you know the logistics of what that is trying to read, it's like there's no there's really no room for argument. And I, and I still see people arguing back and forth on the timeline when it comes to that. But when it comes to physical copy sales, DVD, Blu-ray sales, you can't you can't hide from those numbers. And Warner Brothers can't hide from those numbers. It's out there. It dominated. It did well. First week. It was awesome. People were taking pictures, like I said, of empty shelves and everything like that. So it's good, guys. It's good. It's good. We all did a good job. 
Now we got to get that damn air cut out. And hopefully that'll happen soon. But at the same time, this is good. And, um, you know, Zach loves seeing he, the fact that he's seeing those empty shelves. He, he was loving it. People were posting about it. He was liking those. Um, you know, he loves to see it. He definitely loves to see the fact that the uh, the shelves were were empty. It just kind of shows you right there. So, good job, guys. Good job on buying those physical copies. I like I said, I'm just gonna order just gonna order the trilogy off of Amazon. Yeah, bite the bullet. I wanted to actually go out and get like a physical copy, and I'm like, nah, couldn't find either the 4K or uh, the trilogy at a decent price. So I'm just gonna go ahead and just order off Amazon and uh, hopefully upgrade my TV soon. And uh, yeah, start getting into like physical media again because I went off the reservation and, and just totally was like, hey, I'm all about digital, which is like, it's nice, convenient, sure. But now I wanna, I'm getting back into the physical stuff and uh, gotta get that and uh, add to these numbers, add to the numbers, add to the numbers. So, congratulations, guys. We did it, man. It's crazy. This whole fucking journey, I swear to God. To go from it doesn't exist to it actually exists in your fucking hand, and people are just swiping it up everywhere. Gotta love it. I even even um, when I went to that barbecue over the weekend and talking to friends I haven't seen, they all watched it. They all liked it. And one of my friends was like, oh, it was a little too long. And I'm like, yeah, but it plays out like a series, like you binged it. And he goes, yeah, you're right. I watched it in two sittings. I'm like, yeah, see, that's what it was for. He knew exactly how to pitch this movie. It's like, all right, chapter it up, chapter it up. It could be like a little mini series. And that's what he pitched it as because he's a smart dude. And uh, now you have a physical copy. And uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure some of you uh, slept with that physical copy every night for at least a week, right? You, you cozy it up with it. You snuggled with it, maybe spooned with it. I don't want to know anything else that you might have did with it, but that, that's your business. That's your business. It's fine, though. I, I totally understand. Totally understand if you, you know, I get it. I get it. Anyways, let's go over to David Ayer now. Speaking of David Ayer, so he decides to drop, you know, he... David Ayer, it's funny because when it comes to Zach, he just go went, went before the Snyder Cut even got approved uh, for uh, for finishing. Man, he just was like dropping. I mean, that's I think it was it helped that he he was on Vero, you know, it was his own thing, part of that the whole different you know ecosystem when it came when it comes to Vero. He just was like, I'm, that's where I'm gonna drop my shit. I'm just gonna drop my shit right there. David Ayer just silently. In his stories, always drops some new shit when it comes to uh, when it comes to new images, images that uh, that show up, um, and then people just spot them real quick, take a screenshot, and it's like, yep, there it is, there it is, like this image right here. Look at this. So we got the Joker. This is the image where you know we've heard about this, where uh, this was part of the script. If you guys remember when when uh, when we when we did that campaign when it came to the air cut the air cut campaign and RT air cut had different sections of the script had it right here and this was actually one of them where he was just basically I don't know I, I I'm guessing this is before he he's like in the fetal position butt naked because all those bottles are still full of alcohol so maybe after he maybe drinks them I love that there's a water bottle just chilling right here but uh, yeah. So this is just the you know, Joker just kind of losing his mind right here. Losing his mind, dark scene, got to love it. And uh and then we got we had some other ones right here. We had 
We had uh, this this shot of Batman. It's just blue screen. Um, I think I don't know if that's Ben. I think that's Ben uh, with the uh, you know with the the oxygen respirator on there, which was really cool. Wasn't there like a figure that was a uh, that had this on there? But uh, you know, Batman always has that. Always has something. He always he's always. I mean, if you watch Batman the animated series, he always has a mask of some sort in his uh, utility belt. When gas, I mean, especially when you're fighting the, the scarecrow, you're always going to have some kind of gas mask on hand right there. So we did that. And you see the green screen behind there. So that's a behind the scenes shot. Um, let's see. There was one more shot. It was uh, not that one. Careful. Wait, where the heck? David Ayer. Yeah, this one right here. So one of the Joker's dudes right here, you know, when uh, they run amok and start shooting up Arkham Asylum. You got the goat right here. We got the goat with the uh, with the, the J necklace right here. So holding a very, very big fucking gun right there. Big fucking gun. BFG. And shooting up the place. So he posted that. And then, yeah, of course, Joker and then Batman right there. So David Ayer still planting those seeds. Still planting those seeds. Still very much planting those seeds. Yes, he's still following the people that he followed. And he followed some more. Just saying. He followed more people in the fandom. He's putting more pieces out there. What does it mean? Who knows? But we can all, I mean, it's almost like it, it's going to be, an, it's, it, it's, it's inevitable. As Smith would say in Matrix Reload and Revolutions, which I watched Reloaded last night, and I don't care what anybody says. It's still a fucking awesome sequel. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says about the sequels to The Matrix. They're still fucking fantastic. Okay, even though, yeah, it does, especially if you watched it with friends or family. Yes, it does get awkward, that dancing scene at Zion. Yes, it does. It gets weird. You're kind of just like, this is dragging on. Even when I was watching it by myself last night, I'm like, yeah, that scene, very long. They should have cut, like, cut it down, maybe just a little bit, but still kind of hot. Anyways, <laughs> just veering off. But it's inevitable for the air cut to come out, okay? It really is, and I think... And I think uh, I think David Ayer really knows he knows what he has to do, and he's just placing his pieces out there, like, and uh, starting to follow different people. And uh, I'm glad that he's followed more people in the community, and uh, we'll see what happens, man. Like I said, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, like fingers crossed, I can get that guy on the vodka stream one of these days. You know, when he wants to start talking, Dave, I'm here for you. Let's have a drink. Let's have a drink. Relaxed discussion. On the stream, coming to the Vodka Stream Lounge and just kind of chill and uh, have some conversations. You know, just talk about the experience. We don't have to, like, you know, shit on Warner Brothers the whole time, but, you know. You know, but still. Yeah, yeah second, second Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, still that. But, you know, it's whatever. All right, and then uh, the last topic I want to talk about was just the box office over the weekend. Nothing too crazy happened because, you know, we, it's still a couple of weeks before we get Bond, uh, Venom, Dune. I mean, the box office is going to start getting uh, pretty crazy again. But, of course, Shang-Chi is uh, still the, uh, the dominant warrior out there when it comes to the box office, to the pandemic box office, mind you guys. We always got to say the pandemic box office. So here's the box office report right here for the past weekend. Uh, sadly, Cop Shop, I was hoping Cop Shop, if you guys saw my first reaction review, I really enjoyed Cop Shop, Gerard Butler, Frank Grillo, and, uh, directed by Joe Carnahan, and, uh, it only made 2.3 million, I don't think it was released worldwide, eh, yeah, it was, slightly, <laughs> 
So, small movie. Did it even have the budget right there? Nah, no budget. Oh, well. But, uh, you know, Malignant still going. Added some more theaters. 24.6. I still want... Yeah. I think we talked about how much it was. It probably was. It's probably not going to make its spot, but it's not really meant for that. It's meant for more uh, subscription services and subscriptions to HBO Max. Candyman's still running pretty strong for, for uh, you know, it's almost at $68 million, so that's pretty good. Free Guy just cannot be stopped. That's not Free Guy. Free Guy can't be stopped right now. I mean, it's almost crossing $300 million, which is cool. I love the fact that it's an original I- IP that uh, didn't have a dual release, so seeing that it's, you know, it's lasting out there. It's definitely lasting, so Free Guy continues to be great as well. But, yeah, Shang-Chi also... Still kicking some ass out there as much as it can during the pandemic box office. But yeah, it is definitely still seeing that a lower box office because no China, no China. Because, yeah, you know, Simu Lee said some bad things about China. But I say bad things about China all the time. What am I talking about? There you go. Always, anytime China gets mentioned, I just go right into a Trump impression. But yeah, so yeah, that's why that international number is lower. Usually it's the other way around. But yeah, 288.8. I guess once it gets on Disney Plus, it's going to be interesting to see what those numbers are because you know that Disney is definitely going to be doing that. But uh, what I also wanted to talk about, and it's not even on here. Why would they not have that on here, which is interesting. But Dune, let me see if I search it and they, they should have it. They should have it ready. But Dune is already slowly releasing around the world. We talked about how it got released um, in France. Where it come from, France? Uh, France, Germany. It's already been released in these countries right here. So this is where it's slowly releasing out. It's already made $37.9 million. That's good. Decent. Decent. Now we'll see if this... um, We'll see if this, the way that they're rolling out Dune right now, Warner Brothers, we'll see if this works out for it. Hopefully it does. I mean, it sucks that I'm not going to be able to see it. We're not going to be able to see it in the States here for another month. Really sucks. But I saw, you know, Lane, he said he was going to see it in Morocco in a couple of days. So, you know, the, the fact of the matter is people are still going out to see this movie internationally. Uh, I hope the movie's uh, seeing up. I hope the, the numbers see an uptick, but... You know, not too shabby for starting a slow rollout in some of these countries. 37.9 million. You know, so, but like I said, you know, Warner Brothers is going to be looking at those numbers. They're going to be looking at those numbers for HBO Max. So what they said, they said that in order to get that sequel, if, if, uh, if Denny, if Denny wants to get that sequel, hopefully people will be uh, watching on HBO Max. I'm just saying, you know, if you want to ha- help a little bit, guys. You know, if you cancel your HBO Max, you want to help Denny out a little bit, especially after all the uh, controversy that happened last week, get, get on HBO Max. Resubscribe for another month. Just for a month, Fifty. I think they lowered the price because they left Amazon or whatever, which they probably lost subscribers after that. Um, but I'm just saying, you want to help it out a little bit, I say just subscribe for another month and then see what happens. I mean, I, I'm still going to keep it because I like the service. I like the streaming service. They have, uh, I like the library and everything on there. So, but, um, but uh, yeah, that'll definitely help. If we want to get that sequel guys, go out and see it support it on HBO max too, man. If we want to see that sequel, 
I definitely want to see that sequel. I'm still, like I said, I'm still reading the book. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get to at least a part because, you know, I, it was kind of funny too because one of my friends, uh, the, the guy who was throwing the barbecue, uh, we were talking about movies and stuff, and he's looking forward to doing as well. And he's also read the book. And he went, you know what, though? That book is a tough read. I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. It's pretty heavy. It's a tough read. You know, it definitely is a tough read. And uh, there's a lot... I mean, you see how thick that book is. I mean, the ideas are all there, and when it gets intense, it's great. It's you know, I'm not saying no, by no means this is a bad book, but it can be. It's a heavy, heavy read. It definitely is. So, but I'm I have faith in Denny making, of course, the uh, the cinematic story to be to make it just be just something unique and great and fantastic. So, fear is definitely the mind killer right there. So, yeah. I think uh, I think it'll be all right, guys. Starting off pretty strong. I don't know if, like I said, it's an interesting rollout, and I could see what they're trying to do. And uh, like I said, if you wanna if you wanna really help out this movie, I would say you know go watch it on the biggest screen you can, IMAX. And then if you want to support on HBO Max, that's what's gonna really get that sequel, guys. It is sad but true. I know some people are just like as soon as Zack Snyder's Justice League came out in physical media, they're like, don't need it anymore. Canceled. That's right. Sorry, HBO Max. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, it's like, if you want more content, that's where the shit's going is right there. It really is. If you want that sequel to Dune, we're going to have to support it on there. I always kind of find it funny, too, because that's where, that's exactly, you know, that's where the Snyderverse would end up going, though, too, because, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League is exclusively, exclusively on uh, HBO Max. So, yeah, but... Anyways, looking forward to Dune. Danny, I got you. At least a lot of us here got you. We got you. We're seeing your movie. 100%. All right, so that's all the topics there, guys. Let's go to the uh, Twitter uh, questions before we wrap up the show here on this Monday. This Monday show. All right, let's see what we got here. Yep. All right. Okay. All right, Eric. So, Dave, with the possibility of Red Death, what other dark multiverse character stories would you like to see show up? Personally, imagine something like Below as a dark alternate sequel to BBS, a rage-filled Super Lois going injustice on the world. Dun-dun-dun. What? You wanting another Lois story? The shit you say, Eric. That would be pretty interesting, though. Yeah, bring back Zach to direct this. That'd be pretty sweet. Remember, remember, he, he did want to direct something where he wanted to buff up Amy Adams. This would be perfect. Be perfect. I haven't really delved into the big time dark universe, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, you got the, the the metal universe, whatever the hell, but I don't think they'll go that crazy with it. Which I, you know, got the guy right here, but I haven't really delved into uh, the dark universe too much. I need to. I definitely need to. So. Uh, that's why when it came to Red Death, I was like, oh, I wasn't too familiar with the Red Death origin when that all came about. I heard of the characters, saw the figures and pop, but I was like, oh, yeah, that does kind of make sense, though. It does make sense to be uh, the fact that, you know, this Flash movie is going to be Batman and Flash. So why not have a character that's going to be a little bit of both? So, yeah, that would be interesting. That'd be interesting. So, yeah, Amy Adams rage right there. Ten years right. There you go, Lane. Finally, finally, 
finally giving me that hashtag. Speak of the speak of director's cuts and Val Kimmer. Did you know there's a director's cut of Tombstone that was released in 20, 2002? Not a ton of extra bumps, uh, bumps it to already. Yes, I actually was aware of this, and I've seen it. I've seen it, but I mean, even the original cut was fine. Uh, that, yeah, there wasn't too much that happened with uh, the uh, the director's cut, but yeah, I have seen it. I don't even, but I can't remember which scenes was like added to it. Were added to the director's cut of Tombstone. Tombstone is just fucking fantastic all around, man. So it's such a fucking good movie. That is my favorite Val Kilmer performance. Of course, everybody always says Jim Morrison, which yes, absolutely fantastic, but. I think his Doc Holliday performance was his best one. R.T. Schumacher cut. Do you think if Val Kilmer hadn't gotten uh, sick and kept his A-list star power, do you think he would be would have been in contention to make an appearance in the Flash film instead of uh, alongside Keaton? No, I don't think he would have. I think uh, I think they really went after Keaton, and I think Keaton. The reason, I mean, when Keaton stopped. When Keaton st- Keaton was all primed and set to do Batman, the third Batman movie, but you know Warner Brothers wanted to go a different route. I mean, a lot of people, you know, and then he was just like, "All right, well, fuck you then." You know, then we want to do a different route. We're not going to do Burton. We're not going to do this. So, so yeah, it was just that was just he was still primed, set to do the third one, but then you know, fucking Warner Brothers, always doing their Warner Brothers thing. When it came to Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer had had trouble throughout the the whole shoot you know he was fighting with joel schumacher and when they wanted him to come back because batman forever was the success he said fuck you i'm doing the saint which that was smart smart on him to just be like nope i'm gonna go over here and do the saint because if you guys haven't watched val kimmer and the saint elizabeth shoe do yourself a favor great great movie um great spy disguise espionage russia um movie so definitely watch that. It's based off a TV show. And uh, so I don't think I don't think Val Kilmer, I don't know if Val Kilmer, I mean, he probably would have come back if they asked him. But I don't think uh, I don't think he would. They would have been the first choice. They definitely were going after Keaton. Mr. Laugh Now, Cry Later, Darren, I'm ready for some new The Batman content. How intense do you think the dialogue will be in this scene? I know I'm so fucking curious to see what is talked about in this scene right here. Bruce just like kind of just prying in on Oswald. I mean, come on. It's going to be great. Some commotion happens. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in that scene. John Murdoch Wayne. Well, I'm finally biting the bullet. After 10 years of being a Batman fan, I'm buying Batman Forever on DVD. Yes, smart. So some clips, saw some clips the other night. And yeah, it had so much cheese. A vegan would hate it. Nice. But there was some cool shit in it. Yeah, man. Like I said, I love Batman Forever. I like it. I like it more than Batman Returns. But that's just me. That's just me. CK Cooper Knox, super late to the whole Chris Nolan Universal marriage. But what if the number 100 in the 100 days and the $100 million budget is a clue to the plot of the Oppenheimer movie? So you already think that Christopher Nolan is mind fucking us? He's already doing a Nolan thing? Were you trying to mind fuck us? Yeah, you never know, but I, I don't think that's the case now. Hey, you just put it out there just to see what happens. See who would fucking swallow that shit up. Get an iPhone, Dave. I doubt you uh I doubt your phone can do this. What, light up? Charge? 
I could charge my phone. Wikipedia.org. Blood plasma. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so apparently uh, with Suri, she, uh, she loves it when you uh, stick that thing in there, huh? Yeah, my phone cannot do that. You're absolutely correct. Suri, uh, yeah, the, the, the AI on my phone can't do that. And this right here, this is interesting right here. Um, Jonavan, he, um, he sent this video over. He said, hey, Dave, love the show. Shameless plug here with a short animation with Batman fighting Deathstroke. I thought your audience would get a kick at it, so enjoy. By the way, uh, these are custom, custom toys, custom McFarlane. So let's watch this right here real quick. So he did some stop motion animation right here. It appears the game is over before it even begins. I'm not playing games, Slade. It's over, Slade. Good stuff. What are Thank you, Jonathan. That was awesome. Man, it's amazing how like how long that could take just for that little bit of footage. But awesome stuff right there. I really like that. Uh, if you if you end up doing any more, man, send some more over to me. That was pretty damn cool. And I, you know, I have my Deathstroke uh, McFarlane over there on the shelf, and of course I got my I got my uh, tactical suit Batman right here, chilling with me on my desk. So. Yeah, that was really good. Really enjoyed that. Good job. Anybody who does stop motion, man. I always thought about trying to do some stop motion stuff, but man, that is a long process right there, man. You have to be really committed to that. So good job. Really excellent work there, Jonathan. And then finally, Bobby. Chances Marvel will Ralph Boner, Toby, and Andrew. And nah, I don't think, I think there's no way that they would Ralph Boner those guys. No way. Like they just show up as other characters. No. Yeah, I mean, even though that, you know, they, they, their first names are Peter. Yeah, not going to be dick jokes. They ain't going to be dick jokes, all right? No dick jokes for Toby and Andrew. Fuck, man. If they did that, they would they would lose, like, half their audience. That would be that would be just total fucking suicide when it comes to the Spidey-verse that they're trying to do. There's no way. No way that they would try to do that. No, 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 no. Hopefully not. But then again, you never know. <laughs> no, they're not. We already saw the leaked... The leaked video, the leaked video of Andrew now is like in fucking 8K. It's like so clear. It's almost like, yeah, the, again, I said this on my Flash video. Sometimes I wonder about these leaks. Are these actual leaks or are they just the studio going, this is how you build up hype because that's how you build up hype with leaks because it ends up trending and it gets all over the place. I just kind of wonder sometimes. And that, 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 that Andrew Garfield video is like full of clear. And even with the guy that said like, oh, I deep faked it. Oh no, I'm just kidding. I didn't, you know. It almost seems like it was planned. Planned, guys, planned. You know, we live in the matrix. We definitely live in the matrix. That was definite pass interference. Holy shit. How did you, how did you not? <laughs> Sorry, game's on. Fucking uh, the Packers are winning just by four points right now, which is no good for me because I needed I needed I needed Rodgers to like really shit the bed like he did last week in order for me to win my fantasy game. Not happening. Not happening. So looks like I lost 
Looks like a loss, guys. Anyways, all right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Appreciate you guys clicking in as uh, per usual. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up before you leave. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you want to become a member, do so. I'll have a members-only vlog after this. And uh, like I said, members, if you want, uh, I'll give you a promo code for uh, the Film Junkie Closet if you want to pick up any merchandise down below, well, you know, like the new shirts maybe or whatever. Uh, and then, of course, the Patreon's the same thing. If you want to uh, subscribe to the Patreon, do that. I'm going to bring back this Thursday my, page, my exclusive Patreon audio little thing that I do on, I'm going to do on Thursday. So look forward to that and anything else I'm working on. Um, and then of course we got, uh, like I said, the film junkie uh, closet down below with all the new shirts and everything like that. All right, guys. Love you. See you tomorrow. Talk to you later.